Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio Show. And this radio show is one that the community have asked me to do for a little while. It's about the soul contract with a narcissist. Now, this is a really big topic and this is a topic that I've held off on until the time was right to talk about it. And I really believe the time is right now. So the truth of the matter is most people don't come out of narcissistic relationships unscathed and in fact these relationships are far from insignificant, they have a profound impact and they create huge life choices and I also feel that not just in regard to the timing being right, you know personally to uh, let this um, information be released about soul contracts and narcissists. I also really feel that it's a fitting tribute to the recently departed Wayne Dyer in accordance with my favourite quote of his of all time, which is this one. With everything that has happened to you, you can either feel sorry for yourself or treat what has happened as a gift. Everything is either an opportunity to grow or an obstacle to keep you from growing. You get to choose. And I really do believe that this quote from Wayne is the absolute truth of the journey of narcissistic abuse, this significant and profound make-or-break experience where we either evolve or we dissolve. And I posted this quote on my Facebook page and many of the thrivers responded affirmatively to it. And also one lady stated honestly that until accessing my teachings that she'd struggled with this concept. So this radio show today, it's a deep dive into what I believe is the absolute truth of the reason that the narcissist came into our life. Naturally the very nature of the soul contracts that we can have with these people. So... I really do believe that narcissistic relationships due to their high level of impact are ones that are big soul contracts. Relationships like this mean this happened for a reason because they are way too meaningful for that not to be the case. If we were born into a narcissistic family of origin, that is all we knew right from the get-go in this lifetime. If we procured a relationship that was not our family of origin, usually the narcissist represented some form of dream that we would have as a result of being connected to this person. Either way, that the dream that we thought our life should be, such as I should have had a loving mother or a father or a sibling, or could be, such as this love partner is my true soulmate who I've waited for my entire life, is smashed to pieces. And the irony is, it is through the smashing of the dream that we awaken from the dream. 
the notions and illusions of separation, judgment, demonization of others and ourselves, and the beliefs that peace, wholeness, worth, love and happiness are obtainable from outside of ourselves. As children, we did not have the ability to be a generative force of an awakened self, but as an adult we do. It is when the dream that we thought we were living becomes a literal nightmare that we start to orientate towards another dream, a dream that is a sustainable reality, a dream that will work. I've met many people whose lives are now so much more loving, fulfilling and wondrous than they ever possibly could have been before a narcissist was in their experience. And these people are amongst so many individuals in this community who took on a thriver orientation because they came firmly to the conclusion via a narcissist that life could no longer go on the way it had been playing out. I also know the reasons why these people were able to transcend above the most horrendous aspects of abuse were because they opened up to higher realities. The understandings of a bigger picture and the acceptance that there was a reason for what happened to them. Not a damning blaming reason, rather an evolutionary liberating reason. A reason that would finally set them free and when they looked back on their former life, regardless of containing a narcissist or not, they knew how wondrous a gift the journey of abuse was. The gift being so much more than breaking free from a narcissist and the total understanding that the gift always was about surviving and then evolving ourselves and the previous life trajectory we were unconsciously on. In this radio show I'm going to share the exact information I discovered about narcissistic soul contracts that I received from the horse's mouth directly from my soul as to why I experienced not one, but two narcissists. So, some of you may be aware of Dr. Michael Newton's work, Life Between Lives, which he wrote about in his best-selling books, Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls. And I've recommended these books to the community before. In essence, his work is about regressing people into a past life scene and then taking them to the experience of being a soul in the spirit world back home before they incarnate again. And this process was something that he originally stumbled on by accident within his clinical hypnotherapy practice. In his work that was documented over decades, as well as scientifically monitored and recorded, he found that people in this state of regression reported a astoundingly similar details about what it was like as a soul experiencing the soul's existence on the spiritual plane before reincarnating. As a former past life regressionist, I was fascinated with his books and work because I'd previously performed dozens of regressions myself over a period of two decades and found incredible truths reported from people that checked out completely with history names, places, dates and events that they had no conscious knowledge of, as well as experiencing the countless times myself within my own regression sessions, identical experiences. 
and I had no doubt that life between life regression was possible. And as I read the information in his book, something stirred deeply within me. I already knew that my life had a sole purpose, which I'm living it. Yet I felt drawn to really understanding my soul's journey from the absolute soul perspective. And the truth is this, I'm inquisitive, I'm a seeker, I want to know. I want to expand and develop. I never just stay with what I know now. In fact, every month I look back at who I was the month before and I barely recognize that person. Such is my quest to eternally grow and develop my consciousness. And that is quantum law. Limitless growth and being. Plus, it is so much fun. And when we are prepared to grow, we're prepared to say, I don't know. And this is one of the most powerful orientations we can have in order to grow and evolve. And this means literally waking up out of old conclusions and beliefs that we thought were previously it, if we want to grow. Quantum science and epigenics now reveals that the far greater part of our life is going on multidimensionally beyond our level of conscious five sensory understanding. And this means that the old paradigms of regard the old paradigms regarding our understanding of ourselves and our life are really now becoming obsolete. And we may argue, do we need to know more? Or why open up a tin of worms? And my belief is if your life is not working and you're not finding answers, then you may wish to consider expanding your consciousness beyond where it previously was. Let's face it. At one point, our world pushed the belief the world is flat. And some people who opposed that belief were put to death and labelled as heretics. In the evolution of humanity, that wasn't so long ago. My orientation to life even goes further than this. My belief is the entire reason for our existence is to expand our consciousness more and more towards the infinite consciousness of who we really are. Quantum physics now purports that we are all a personal macrocosmos, that we all have the universe literally inside us. I believe this totally. Incidentally, expanding my consciousness was the only way out of victimhood that I have ever experienced. The old paradigm certainly did not grant me relief or answers, and they certainly did not provide my healing. So I want to have a look at different beliefs and separation and unity and judgment and love. So I totally understand that past lives, let alone life between lives work, may totally fall outside your belief system. And that's fine because I've got no need to change your mind or convince you about anything new. I am only presenting information about my journey and sharing truthfully from my heart. Additionally, my inner identity unconditionally allows anyone to have their own beliefs because my identity is not dependent on whether or not anyone agrees with my life view. I will say this though, you may wish to consider before you judge or demonize someone else's beliefs doing your research. Look into it. And if you're not prepared to do that, please then live and let live. From a higher perspective, let go and let God 
and know that if a person is working against divine more than life, God will deal with it. It's not your job or your right to persecute. The ultimate lesson I believe for the human race is our evolution towards love, meaning waking up and realizing that whenever we judge anyone, including ourselves, we are withholding love from ourselves and others and in in effect, the entire field of life gets polluted as a result. How can we be loving when we blame and demonize? The truth is we can't. Additionally, it is a ridiculous notion to think we will all agree, or even that we should agree. It's also an insane notion to believe that our way is the only way, and if people do not take on our way, then we need to ostracize, ridicule, demonize, punish them, or try to force them to do it our way, or heaven forbid, kill them. I had a woman on my Facebook page recently completely spew at me, that I was demonic and narcissistic because I suggested self-love. Thank goodness this is not the 1600s because I'm sure I would have, she would have put me into authorities and had me put to death. Such is the insanity of people when they believe they are ordained by a higher power to judge and condemn. Look at the state of our world and we can see the mess that this has landed our entire planet into. We were taught about a wrathful, demanding deity as our higher power. My views that you may or may not agree with are this. How on earth could a higher power have any need or requirement when it already is all that is? From a scientific quantum standpoint, consciousness exists everywhere and is all things, all states, all energies and all statements of energy, good, bad or indifferent in multiple realities, in multiple multiple dimensions, in all time simultaneously. And therefore any requirement or lack of anything is literally impossible. Thus I believe if we put judgment, division and separation in front of love and unity, this is not where we need to be heading. So where this is all leading to is my appeal regarding the information I'm about to share with you. That if you don't agree and if it is too much for you, then by all means tune out and pursue information that is aligned with you. I'm asking no more than I expect from myself. When I read information I don't agree with, I allow it to be. I don't attack, shame or judge. I simply move my focus to what resonates with me and leave alone what doesn't. That's the thriver model of unconditional love. I have no need for you to be a certain way in order for my life to be whole, healthy and happy. It's a model of, if I don't agree, I don't need to change you. But I can still love and allow anyone to live out their life journey directly with the effects of life and God any way they choose to. Not being aligned with this model and being stuck in judgment was one of the most horrendous hooks of narcissistic abuse, which as thrivers we learnt to evolve beyond. Naturally, of course, you can make your own choices and decisions. Okay, so now on to it. I'm going to tell you about my life between life session. So my life between life regression was with the LBLs, President Peter Smith in Melbourne. And ever since reading the book Destiny of Souls and Journey of Souls, I had a strong urge to book a session. 
then coincidentally not one of my wonderful clients from New Zealand told me that she was a professional LBL therapist and she put me on to Peter. I rang up and inquired in June 2014 but I didn't book the session. I was too busy with commitments at the time and then I forgot all about it. Then in June 2015 I had a strong urge one day out of nowhere to book a session. The next day, out of the blue, my client from New Zealand emailed me the first time in months asking if, I'd, if I had had my session and how did it go. So I knew this was just a total message not to be ignored. So that very day, I rang up. I spoke to Peter who informed me he'd had a cancellation, which meant that I could get in soon. And it just happened to fall on a rare day where I had the space because you've got to allow four hours. As I drove to Peter's therapy room, I was excited. I had no idea what I was going to experience. I had my list with me, the pertinent questions I wanted to find out about whilst in a hypnotized state experiencing the truth through my superconscious. I was eagerly anticipating the experience and I knew it would be really easy for me to get there because I'd already been so attuned to regression and theta brainwave states for years. So after discussing my list and Peter taking notes, we got down to it. And after a brief, brief hypnosis deepening process, Peter took me into a past life regression and I loved this because it was not a lifetime that I'd ever been regressed to before in amongst the dozens that I'd already seen. It was a Roman life. I was in a Colosseum, perhaps the Colosseum, as a young girl feeling appalled about the brutality and the cruelty and the ugliness of so-called sport that my family and significantly that my father was supporting. Time progressed forward, I was made to marry a man identical in cruelty to my father and after years of abuse I took my own life. And I did this by taking a poisonous snake out of a basket and letting it bite me. Then after that came the awesome part. I became aware of myself floating upwards towards a light. I was in a tunnel. Peter was talking to me, asking me questions and I was answering. I told him about the indigo coloured lights coming to meet me. I knew these were members of my soul group and that these souls were deeply familiar. They were here to escort me back home. Peter asked me how I was feeling about all this and I said all good. I'm still carrying the abuse consciousness and the effects of the venom but I know where I'm going. I've done this so many times before. All I have to do is relax and enjoy the trip. And I did with the indigo lights glowing ahead of me, leading the way. I then arrived to a capsule where a healer soul put me in it and shut the lid. And in here I was being detoxed from the abuse consciousness and the effects of the venom, leaving behind the last human remnants of that lifetime. This did not take a specific amount of time because on this dimension there is no time. And in this state of superconscious, you just know that. I was then taken to the meeting room and again I had such a strong sense of familiarity. I'd already been there so many times before. I knew the room and the entire drill. Then I met with my soul advisors and significantly my high mentor Zai. 
who I recognised as my main guide in this lifetime. And from him I felt so much love and joy and connection. I knew Zai because I'd met him in my dreams, my meditations and even in horrendous life events in times of need in this lifetime ever since I'd been a small child. And I had absolute knowing in this LBL that Zai and I have been advisors for each other swapping roles in many lifetimes. Hello little one, he said with such love. The exact words I've heard in my head so many times in this life, except the communication was totally telepathic here. That's how all souls communicated. My soul name is Alina and I felt profound love and such acceptance here in this meeting room. There was no judgment, only love and absolute transparency. No avoidance, hiding or delusions, only pure honesty. I also became very aware that as a soul energy we choose certain humans to merge our consciousness with in particular lifetimes chosen for the purpose of our soul evolution. I had merged with a lady with victim consciousness in the life in Rome. I'd chosen her for my evolution purposefully. Part of that reason was because I was still living out the resolution of having spent lives as an abuser myself, and this was no surprise. I'd already found that truth in my subconscious and released it with quantum freedom healing prior to this LBL. And just as a little bit of a side note there, it's often the things that incense us the most that at soul level we have been capable of doing ourselves. And this was a necessary this was necessary for me to experience this abuse lifetime, being abused, as a part of the evolution of abuse abused, and transcending abuse for the collective, experiencing it and transcending it. Meaning what that really means is releasing our judgments of ourselves and others and waking up out of unconsciousness and releasing and resolving the inner wound that either creates us as perpetrators or as victims. However, in the Rome lifetime, rather than overcome and transcend her victim consciousness, I had given up. I didn't fight hard enough to overcome her depression and despair. She had had opportunities to raise consciousness and help people around her. But she had been so engrossed in her own misery that she decided to opt out. And I hadn't guided her out of her misery. Zai and I and the other advisors discussed this. And I admitted to them that I was still punishing myself for the lifetimes where I had taken wrong turns. Where I had sold out my mission because of my neediness to be with a man. My codependency. And let myself as well as spiritual templates to evolve humanity and others all be destroyed as a result of my poor choices. And I'd already known a great deal of that from my previous quantum freedom healing sessions on my subconscious and also past life regressions. So this was just confirming it. So in this Roman lifetime I believed that I deserved to pay and I deserved to suffer. And that when I'd had enough of that agony, I decided to abort the entire mission. There was no judgment at all from my advisors, no shaming, no lecturing or telling off. 
only discussions about where I was at as a soul, what my next steps were and what that would be. And I had the most incredible sense there was only love here. The only judgment was what I held against myself and it was pretty severe. In stark contrast, I and my advisors offered only endless, unconditional patience, love and encouragement. And I understood perfectly that everything I would undergo in the future was entirely my choice. I was never held to any requirement or condition. And that's how it rolls in this place. Every soul naturally makes evolutionary choices at the pace that they wish to evolve at. Then I got to reconnect with my soul group. Here I met with other indigo-coloured souls. Souls that were working, as I was, at their missions to help raise consciousness, specifically on Earth. Souls who had come from many parts of the physical universe to converge together on this galactic mission of evolving this planet. I understood simultaneously certain things because everything actually happened simultaneously here. And one was that my journey into the human being known as Melanie was a choice I'd made. I could have had a break from difficult lives and gone back to a physical reality that was far more evolved and relaxing and together than Earth for a rest. But I knew Earth had an urgency and within a pivotal time of reaching critical mass before ascension. I wanted to do all that I could to help. My consciousness as part of this LBL session was also taken into my mother's womb at a time when I was merging my consciousness with Melanie. And Peter asked me why I picked Melanie and how my integration with her was going. The answer I gave him was because she is strong and determined and damaged. She is the exact combination that I need to get this job done. Whilst I was in the womb, merging consciousness with Melanie, Peter asked me what was going on and I told him that my mother was anxious and I could feel her fear and pain. But I stated there was something much more disturbing going on and that was that I was struggling. I wondered if I'd made the right choice. I was already feeling the dense, heavy energy of Earth, the abuse to come and be reactivated in my energy field, which I've purposely chosen to help ascend myself and others beyond abuse. And I was wondering if I'd made the right choice and if I would survive my choice this time. I was terrified that I wasn't up to the challenge. And as a side note, interestingly, my mother's pregnancy went past term with me and my mother had said to me many times, you didn't want to come out. And she was right, I didn't. I was terrified about being on earth again. I knew how hard my journeys here have been. My parents also said that I cried uncontrollably for the first three years of my life. I do remember as a young child looking around me and thinking, why am I here in this terrible place? And oh boy, I know with all of my heart how many of you fellow travellers here doing angels' work have also felt like this. So, back to the experiences in my LBL state back home. And this part, I think, will really fascinate you. Okay, so up to this point, there was really nothing that had surprised me. The feelings of love, expansion and oneness were beyond words that I could use to describe them. But there was no real new information, just lots of confirmation. I already knew that I was working through abuse abused and that I experienced both sides of the fence. 
I'd been an abuser, I'd been abused and my ultimate mission was raising consciousness on this planet. I already knew through my own journey of expanding and up-leveling my consciousness that like many of us at this time now on planet Earth, I'm doing the work of helping the ascension of the planet. I already knew that. And I know and hope that many of you recognize the same truth about your journey with narcissistic abuse too. I meet new angels every day on this path in this community doing this self-evolution work. And this ascension work that we are doing is not just a personal mission. We're also helping raise the consciousness of everyone and everything we touch. And energetically, we are affecting others that we have never physically been in contact with. We are doing this work for the collective. So as I said, there were no surprises, just beautiful, loving, powerful confirmations that made this lifetime journey even more real and incredible for me. Then came the curveball, something that I'd never expected in my wildest dreams. And it was to do with my question, where do the narcissists fit in? I wanted to see from the soul perspective. And truly, I already knew they were soul contracts. The first one I totally believed was tr- believe was a twin flame. And that both these men were in my experience for me to evolve and become the expanded being I am today. I already knew they were a total gift. But I wanted to know where they fitted into the picture. Were they a part of an ascended soul group just playing out the rule of abuser to evolve others? Or was there some other twist to the truth? So Peter stated the intention to find out and experience the narcissistic truth. And immediately I saw them both in a larrikin soul group. And like with all the soul groups, I'd already checked out different people in my life already. Total transparency prevails. Nothing can be hidden at all. And telepathically, you know everything about the souls that you're focusing on. Now, before you get confused about how can they be in the spirit world if they are still alive now, let me explain a quantum reality and how it works. An essence of their soul is always back home. The same applies for ourselves. We are all multidimensional and omnipresent. As an aspect of divinity expressing itself, this is who we really are in all space and time as multiple potential. So the narcissists were in this larrikin soul group and I had the absolute knowing that these souls were polluted, meaning that they had been completely taken over and corrupted by personalities whilst in earth incarnations. This meant the souls were tormented to the point of being incapable of evolution and would have been sent back to oneness for reabsorption and recycling to be reproduced as brand new souls, except there was a purpose for why they weren't. So before I get to the purpose, let me tell you how these souls would spend their time. They weren't doing any higher study or learning as other evolving souls did. Instead, they would spend their time conjuring up egoic delusions constantly, such as, I own the biggest casino, or I have the most women, and I have more money, power, notoriety than you. Now, my soul group and other soul groups would watch them for amusement sometimes. 
as they conjured up one delusion after another and were constantly one-upping each other. And there is a sense of humour back home. Truly, we found these poor delusional souls thinking that their fantasies had value and trying to outdo each other. Hilarious. Now here was the deal. The narcissists were as happy as polluted souls could be doing this stuff, but they were always keen to incarnate because if they came to Earth, they could have stuff for real. They could physically get to experience it and that excited their egos totally. Now here is the reason why these contaminated souls weren't sent back for recycling to become brand new souls again. Because we had enlisted them. We would contract with them to match up with us in our lives and abuse us. That is exactly what my soul group was doing. The evolved beings purposely choosing to raise consciousness on the planet required narcissistic abuse in order to do their jobs. Because it was only through being submerged into the absolute bowels of darkness that we could bring divine light to darkness and up-level it. Not just for ourselves, but for the entire consciousness of the planet. This was a grand mission to help liberate the collective consciousness on planet Earth from abuse, suffering and victimhood. This is exactly what I did. I enlisted two narcissists to make sure I would go where I needed to go and be forced to find out and heal what I needed to heal. Other people in my soul group had chosen the identical path of one or more narcissists. Sometimes new contracts would be made or were on standby if the previous contract had not procured the desired result. Self-evolution. Now maybe this was or is your path and reason too if this deeply resonates with you. Maybe narcissistic abuse for you was another reason. I can't for sure say what that would be because I'm not doing your journey. But one thing I will say is this. If you were narcissistically abused, I believe you had a soul contract, whatever the reason was or is. And that soul contract will always be for the purpose of your soul evolution. I also had the absolute knowing in my LBL that some souls who have taken on helping raise the consciousness of the planet fall. They may not make it in certain lifetimes. They can be taken over by the victim mentality of the human they merge with. And they may cling to and enmesh with a narcissist until they are destroyed. They may forget who they are. They may not accept the cues, assistance and signposts that their soul and soul group back home is tirelessly delivering them to help them wake up. They may choose to stay a victim, remain unconsciousness and become polluted by their judgment, demonization of themselves and others and the resulting withholding of love from themselves. But even that is okay, just as it was for me in the Rome lifetime and prior Earth lifetimes because we still get the chances. And quite literally, we are indestructible. Even the polluted souls of narcissists and toxically deranged victims at some point will be reabsorbed and will start over as a new fresh soul on a new journey if they go past the point of being able to evolve. Because there is only divinity expressing itself for a higher purpose as divinity no matter what that expression or form is. 
that was one of the most incredible total knowings back home that there is no good or bad or right or wrong or even evil there is only the path of souls evolving back to the oneness of divinity from where they have all come so in conclusion I'm doing this radio show now because the time has come for me to be totally exposed and authentic. And a part of that was the releasing of Quantum Freedom Healing on YouTube last week. And this is a risk from a practical standpoint because my work is mainstream. Narcissistic abuse is certainly not just an issue in spiritual self-development communities. It happens everywhere, across all races, creeds and religions, many of which find their way to my information. However, what is true about my work is that it is not mainstream. My work is quantum level work that works directly at reprogramming our subconscious wounds to a higher self state. And this is the only reason that this community has the highest success rate of unprecedented thriver narcissistic abuse recovery anywhere in the world. So really, there is no point hiding what that is really all about anymore. I also know that this community over the last few years has shifted light years in consciousness. As I've grown and evolved, many others have too. And what I find now is that people are capable of breakthroughs in time frames that once upon a time were not possible. Many of these individuals were already spiritual before finding my work, but many also weren't. The reason I am fully exposing now is because I believe for all of us, we are in the dawning of the time of authenticity, meaning it's time to get real to move out from behind our defences and shine the truth of who we really are. Big things are happening on our planet. We're in times of incredible ascension and total necessity for transparency, love and healing. And it's my greatest wish that this radio show, for those of you who are attuned and open, will provide a deep resonation that will not only help set you free from the agony of narcissistic abuse, but can also awaken you to the true mission and purpose you have on earth at this time. I know many of you are already onto this. Often people report over and over again that my articles come out in perfect timing for where they are at now and are totally relevant given what is happening in their life. I promise you, I know with all of my heart for many of you that this information is totally relevant and perfect timing now. In closing, something incredible happened the next day when I googled my real name, my soul name, Alina, which is A-L-E-N-A, and I'd never heard that name before. I've heard of Elena, but never Alina. And Alina means light. And when I discovered that, I cried with joy and gratitude and I said to all that is, I accept this mission with all my heart and I hope that you can too. So as always on the blog, I'm going to look forward to answering your comments and your questions and I really want to encourage those of you that this information spoke to, to you know, join 
with other dynamic and divine souls with me in my next three keys to thriving after narcissistic abuse webinar because there we work together to transcend abuse for ourselves but also for the collective, for our planet. And I'd really love you to join in on that. So that is it for me. And uh, I hope that this show has hit the mark for lots of you. And uh, I look forward to talking to you next week. So bye-bye for now. And lots of love. Bye-bye.